The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Friday, January 13th, 2023, season 18, episode number 107. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And today we get you ready. Cowboys versus Bucks, beginning of the playoffs. Hopefully not the end of the playoffs, but we'll get you ready for that game, let you know what we're thinking. Also let you know. I'll make sure to capture that moment. I'll have my phone ready to capture you. Oh, <laughs> And Nick, getting emotional. Oh, I'm. I'm if it happens, I have already. I Nick should say said, when it happens. Nick said, first of all, we're we're taking a, an off-air conversation <laughs> yes. onto the air. Nick and I were talking about like if the Cowboys actually get on a magical run and should get to a Super Bowl. The question was, would we cry? <laughs> and I told Nick, like, yeah, I've thought about it, and I do think I would probably shed a tear. I'll have my phone ready. <laughs> you don't need to capture that. Capture good. the moment. Good. Once in a lifetime. You'll be you'll be so overwhelmed with all the things that you have to do to get ready for that game. <laughs> yeah. You'll be crying for that That's reason. A, that, that is a true statement from yeah. what I hear. Like my colleagues around the league oh, yeah. who've experienced it. Oh, yeah. From that's what why, I hear. That's yes. why it takes yeah. two weeks to go play that game. Right, exactly. Because all the do. things you have to do. There is yeah. a lot to do. But trust yeah. me, I will be happy to take yeah. on that task yeah. or those tasks because we have well, never I experienced Well, I already get that. emotional. Every year when there is like a team that wins the Super Bowl and they have like some story like behind a player or a mm-hmm. coach and they're like super emotional just watching them. On my couch, of course, <laughs> getting emotional too. So, but you know, honestly, part of why I would be so excited would be because, and and I, I really and truly believe this, this is not me kind of pumping you guys up, but I think I have the best media team in the country, and I think putting the creativity of this team to work on that kind of stage where you can tell those kinds of stories. I think you guys would do some some phenomenal work, and we've never had an opportunity to really do that. And uh, and that's where I'm just like, man, I would love to see this crew, this group right here, put together some content around a Super Bowl, around even a championship game. I think it would be phenomenal. That's why you do it. I mean, that's why the players play so they can go and play in that game. But that's why we do what we do so yeah. you can experience all of that and and the the ride with them. And we haven't. We haven't done that. We haven't been able to. I'm so getting who knows chills if we talking will. about it. I, I mean, hope. Let's, <laughs> let's just. Well, it's like that lottery ticket. Like, oh man, if only I could win baby, the lottery. <laughs> baby steps though, and it starts this week because this no is doubt. also something we've never seen. It's been 30 years. I mean, I remember. I remember. It was probably my favorite game of all time. You know, Brian just said it that that the Super winning the Super Bowl. I mean, getting to the Super Bowl was almost more enjoyable than winning it. But I, my favorite game of all time for the Cowboys is when they beat the 49ers in 1992 for yeah. the uh, NFC Championship game, which is the last time they've won a road game in the playoffs. Mm. I was at the game. 
I was, at, I was at Candlestick oh, yeah, Park, I and I was working. Uh, it was my first year of scouting, and I was sitting in the box with San Francisco fans. John Dorsey, former general manager. You were scouting with Green Bay at this time. I was scouting my first year with okay. Green Bay, and John Dorsey and I are out at the East-West game out in Palo Alto, California. Dorsey goes, hey, man, I, I got two buddies. I got buddies that have a box here for the a candlestick for this game. You interested? I'm like, man, I'm from Dallas. Yeah, I got to go, right? Yeah. yeah. So I sat there, had all my Green Bay gear and all that. And these fans from San Francisco were going in on Dallas. They were going in on people from Dallas. They were saying all – and I sat there the whole game, the whole game, the whole game, the whole game. When he caught that ball and took off running – Alvin Harper. I started in. I go, run, run, <laughs> run, run, run. And, and uh. everybody turned and looked at me, and I said, you MFers have been all talking about Dallas all day and what a terrible city it is. I'm from Dallas. And John Dorsey looked at me and goes, time to go, Brian. Go. <laughs> and they were not expecting that because you had your Green Bay gear. I did. I had yeah. all my Green Bay gear, and when I was quiet the whole game. And when he caught that ball, I started screaming. And and he, you know, it, it turned out well. And I, literally – John looked at me and he says, "We got to go," and I said, "Fine." And I just—I didn't even thank the people I sat in the box with. I, I it, the whole game, it was just constant. Love well, it. Dallas is this, and Dallas, can you believe this about you know? And I just, as a as a guy growing up, season tickets for twenty years, I'd had enough. I'd had enough of these fans. Yeah. You know, I thought you know that to me is my number one play of all time, the Alvin Harper, but because. The 49ers had come back in the game. They cut it to yeah. four. The crowd's going nuts. It's four minutes to go. It's like four-minute offense. What do you do with four-minute offense? Here it is. And, I mean, some are all in Madden. They're like, this is a championship game. This Chopped is Chopped up right? field. Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's be yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is yeah. It's four minutes to go. You're on the 20-yard line. What do you do? And you, throw, you go back to pass, and you throw it to Alvin Harper on a 20-yard slant, and he yeah. takes off for 70 yards, and, and, and it's like – you, you go right at him, you know, and, and that's the epitome of like trying to take this game over and and, and playing to go win win a you know well, win a trip to the Super Bowl. It it reminded me because San Francisco had given me heartache before in '81 mm. with the catch, mm-hmm. Dwight Clark, because that was a pretty good Cowboy team. That you know, I mean, if you remember how that game ended. Drew Pearson gets horse collared yeah. before there was horse collaring. I mean, they're gonna he if he breaks free, Dallas is gonna win that gonna game. Win the game. But everybody just remembers the catch, and you talk about crying and getting emotional. When that game was over, I sat in there in my you know my friend's apartment, and like tears were running down. I'm like, man, what just happened? This was, what just happened, you know? And that's the kind of thing these fans. I mean, you, I, we just cowboy fans haven't experienced. I mean, they've experienced the heartache. But, you know, to experience the joy of a mm-hmm. 92 game or something like that or a Super Bowl win or something, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it really, really is amazing. And that's the part where, you know, we talk about how emotional we'll be. There are a lot of people out there listening right now that if you're listening to the break, a lot of you guys are listening to us on, you know, on in June, right? You're still listening to our show every week. Yeah. And those fans talk about emotional because – they are the ones that have had to listen to all the criticism yeah. and all, and they're the ones that are saying, "Oh, my team's going to be good this year. My team's going all the way," and then get disappointed, right? So for them, it's going to be that same sort of emotional release of finally. But you know, they got a lot to do to get there, and I guess let's talk about that. Let's start talking first about Xavier Rhodes. Um, he he's obviously the Cowboys picked him up last week. Yeah, how much is he going to be able to? Like I heard somebody say yesterday. You don't pick up a player like that for him to sit on your practice squad. You pick him up because you think you can use him. 
Is he going to be able to be used this weekend, and how do you think they'll use him? I think he's going to play. I mean, I think I, I don't know if he'll be the starter on the other side or Deron Bland will be, and Deron Bland's not on the injury report, so that, that's a that's a good sign, not even on the injury report from the injury from last week. But I think I think Rhodes will play a lot. And, you know, one thing – well, I'll get into a story in the locker room a little bit. I'll, I'll let Brian kind of talk a little bit more about him and, and what he might be able to do. But I, I think that, that he's definitely – uh, pretty comfortable in in this situation right now. You got a th- you got a thought on this one? No, I just got. Uh, I liked his input when he was talking to the media. Just his attitude. You know, he's he keeps talking about being ready to go, ready to go. And so far, the guys that they have brought in have seemed to be ready to go. So that's the upside, or at least a positive sign that I'm like, okay, maybe he can be similar to a guy like Ty that came in here and was plugged in right away and effective. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, fresh, yeah, yeah. the fresh body, and he's he says he's ready to go whenever, and he so physically he seems to be there. So I'm excited to see what he can bring once he's put in there. On yeah, the I was listening to Nick on the radio on 105.3 this morning, driving in, and and you said something I thought was really good. I just need him to be good one time, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just need him. I mean, I need him to, you know, I need him to find a way to be a savvy veteran, much like what you said about T.Y. Hilton. What was T.Y. Hilton's first impression that we got of him? 52. It was a a fourth down pass interference draw on a huge play and then a huge play down the sidelines. That was our impression of him uh, right off the jump. A guy like he hadn't played all year, and now he's playing in, in a meaningful game and helping you win the game. And so to me... That's all you have. That's I mean, it, it's it's sad that it's got to the point where Kelvin Joseph is not as good as Deron Bland. It's 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 sad that that happened, you know. And but you you have to there. The one thing this team has done a great job of this year, I think, of the coaching staff, is if somebody's not good enough, they don't keep playing him. Mm-hmm. You know, they realize, hey, they're throwing everything they can at this cornerback spot and hoping. You know, Xavier Rhodes has the length, he has the toughness, he has the veteran intellect that they need. He just can't run as well as he once did. And so if you play on guts and guile and toughness and everything else, that's what you're going to probably get from Xavier Woods in this game. Or Xavier uh, Rhodes, excuse me, yeah. So let me ask you this. If if what he has is size, physicality, and what we saw in that last game Walk against Tampa him. Bay, yeah. which is they're going to try to challenge your corners on the on the perimeter yeah. with the run game and their ability to tackle. Right? Does he then become an asset to you if they're doing if they if that is the game plan they're trying to employ? Does I, he become an yeah, asset? To I you? feel like that they're better. I feel like that the Cowboys are better now playing perimeter defense just because the corners are different. It doesn't help you covering. You know, Anthony Brown could retreat. Diggs can retreat. You know, in a playoff game, I, I just love to see Diggs just like, you know what, I'm not going to retreat. I saw what happened to me last time we played these guys. I need to play with force. I need to play forward. I need to make that ball go back inside to Van Der Esch and those guys. You know, or Wilson. I need to make this ball, you know, I need to, you know, make sure that my force doesn't give them reason to capture the corner. I think this team plays better perimeter defense because you got guys that are willing to do that. Bland's willing to do yeah. that. Wright is willing to do that. Wright doesn't always cover, but Wright will at least step up. You know, and that's all you need. You don't need somebody retreating at the point. They're going to challenge Diggs in this game because what they figure out is if they can run the ball at Diggs and get him wore down, having to deal with that, he's not going to be able to cover as well. Mm-hmm. 
It's just like it's like pass. It's like when you run the ball successfully on offense, it wears pass rushers down. Look at Micah Parsons. You know he gets wore down when he has to continue to deal with that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I it's it's going to be a challenge. But I, I hope that Diggs remembers what happened in Week One, and then makes that decision to come and try and help. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I have some questions for you guys about the matchups. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. It's playoff week and the boys need you. Cowboys Nation, show your team pride like Derek and Amber are doing. Support this postseason with the best gear in the league. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A Fanatics experience. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. Segment brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, let's uh, let's get into some matchup questions and some game type questions. Here's my first question for you guys: Which is more important for the Cowboys to fix? They've been having some issues with both of these things. If they're going to win against Tampa Bay, run defense or rushing offense? I need him to run the ball. I need him to run the ball. I need to find ways to. I need to find ways to keep yeah. drives going. 
I need to find a way to stay ahead of the chains. Quarterback plays so much better when they're playing ahead of the chains. Offensive coordinator gets in some rhythm. You know, Tampa's not a great running team. They're going to try. And they probably feel like they can. They have confidence that they can. I kind of feel like you're a little bit better prepared for that, to, to play the run defense with, with Van Der Esch back, Hankins. They didn't see Hankins the first time around. And they're dealing with some issues at center. Uh, Tampa Bay with Jensen. They don't know if Jensen's going to play in this game, and their other mm-hmm. guys are nicked up too, as well. So, I would kind of kind of keep an eye on that. But I feel like if you let me if you let me run the football, my offense is going to be able to move the ball and score points. Yeah, I think it comes down to you know who do you want on third and nine. I mean, what what, what makes you feel better, Dak completing a third and nine or Tom Brady completing a third and nine? And I think it would be Tom Brady. So to me, if you stop th- their run, you still got to deal with them, which, yeah, you can rush the passer on them, but you still got to deal with him as opposed to if you're in third and nine situations, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like the way they play defense to try to disguise things for Dak. I think you have to run the football. I think that I agree with Brian running ball. Well, were you asking defensively? I'm saying both. Like, yeah, to fix one. What's more important, for the Cowboys to fix their rushing offense so they run the ball better? Or for them to fix their rush defense, they can stop Tampa Bay from running the ball. Uh, I would say stop Tampa Bay, but more more than the running the the run defense, I would like them to be able to rush the passer a lot better, get back to pressuring the passer. Because even though they've been struggling with stopping the run all year long, I feel that they were a lot more successful when they did find a way to get to the quarterback. And that kind of slowly started fading away, and yeah. they started dropping down on both things. Like, now you don't have a line that's rushing the passer, and now you don't have a line that's being able to stop the run either. So if they're able to just kind of get back into pressuring the quarterback, Micah Parsons just go. being the problem for Tom Brady, I think that automatically, quote-unquote, they should – play a better game defensively, and therefore also help your offense to get back, to hopefully, to what they can be. Yeah, if you flipped the question and told me, would you rather have pass rush or run offense? I'm going to take pass rush. Because, to me, I don't think Tampa can run the ball. Their, their passing game, they're, they're first in the league in attempts. They're first in the league in yards. You know, They, that's, they don't score points. If, I could, if you told me I could get after them and affect the game one way, Give me my pass rush because if Tampa's not going to run the ball, I'm going to need to stop them throwing the ball. But go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but I think this is a chicken and egg kind of thing. I actually think their ability to rush the passer starts with can you stop, stop the, the run? run? Yeah. And I, I think the what we saw but, early but in the season. But this team throws the ball. They they, they abandon the run. Yeah, but, but I, I get my my point is I mean, though, people they, they don't even try. My point is though. In games where the Cowboys have lost this year, and specifically yeah. games where they and typically it goes hand in hand, right. when they haven't been able to stop the run, then what ends up happening is because they can't stop the run, they kind of get worn down, they get a little frustrated, yeah. and then their pass rush slows down, right. and then they're not getting the pass rush. Yeah. To me, if you can stop the run, and they talk about it all the time, you earn the right to rush the passer. Earning the right to rush the passer is about stopping the run. Once you stop the run and you make the other team one-dimensional – now you have a chance to just let loose and so go get the quarterback. How, how was they're that they're comfortable earlier this year because yeah. I mean, every time after every show, we would say if one thing that the defense needs to fix is the run, stopping the run. So 
what's the difference? My then? thing is, I think as the season wore on, teams started realizing if you just don't abandon your run. Like, if you just stick with your run, this team will give up yards in the running game. And what we started to see is as the season went on, more teams started saying, you know what, even though we're down, we're not going to get away from the run. We're going to keep running the ball. And I think that's how the Green Bay game played out. Like, they yeah. just kept running the ball. Kept running the ball. They kept running, and they didn't get out of it. They yeah. were like, we might be down. We're going to keep running the ball. Yeah. And they got right no, back in the fair. game. And so I think what happened is teams realized this team is more concerned with getting after the passer. And if you stick to the run and you keep pounding at them, eventually it's going to hit. And eventually it's going to work, right? And I think if they want to be able to be good rushing the passer, it starts with can you stop the run and force a team to get so frustrated to where they then start feeling like they got to throw, and then you got I just it. feel like if, by doing that, at the end of the day, you kind of get neither. You're still having them run on you, like run the ball on you, but then also not getting to the quarterback. But not if you stop the run. That, that's the point. If you're dedicated to stopping the run, then as the game wears on, the hope is the hope is as you as you stop the run, eventually they get away from it, and then they become one-dimensional. And when you know that that's what they're doing – I'll put this team up against any team going to get the, the 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 quarterback. Well, yeah. That's the thing about this team, though. In Tampa, they give up on the run. They give up. So you're immediately from the word go, they're one dimensional. So yeah, you, you you know if you if you told me getting after if you said hey get after the passer, yes, yeah. It, I, I've watched enough games. We've all watched this quarterback play. Super Bowls, things like that. When he has grass stains on that jersey of his, it's usually a bad day for them. Because yeah. the more you hit him, the more it affects him. He's 45 years old. Just keep hitting him. You know, mm-hmm. that's the idea in this game. Brian, earlier this week you said you were going to steal a question and uh, from Derek and use it on the radio. Did you do that? I did. Okay, so I don't mind stealing something that was presented to me today did you hear on the yeah. 105.3 really really good question yeah. and i don't know i don't know we how. used it yesterday in our okay. show yeah. okay yeah. That's a, they stole it from y'all i think they did yeah. that's fine <laughs> scenario they asked mccarthy this too which yeah. he didn't play along of course not you know but you're up six and brady has the ball at the 20 yard line and their own their own 20 got to go 80 yards to win the game with three minutes to go four <laughs> minutes to go mm-hmm. or you're down six You've got the ball at the 20-yard line, and Dak, they got the ball, and they got to go go win the game. Which scenario do you like the best? It's got to be Dak has the ball. Because really? you give you give three minutes to Brady. I've seen Brady do it a minute and a half. Okay, You give him three minutes. In that week one game, wait, 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 a minute seven? Yeah, I ain't trusting <laughs> that. Like, <yeah. laughs> Two years like he's one of the best in the league. Yeah. You talk about giving him ball at the end of the game. Now, the only thing that, that I do like about that, let's say it is four minutes, the way I look at that is – Maybe scores in a minute and a half, and Dak gets the ball with two he's minutes left, that, and all no. he needs is a field goal, right? Maybe that works. Maybe that works. No, I don't know. He's not going to. But, you know but I don't. Do I don't love the idea. I was telling you guys upstairs. I don't love the idea of a close game. If it's a close game, I don't either. But I don't feel like I don't feel confident in the fact that most any team in the NFL, if you're playing a close game against Tom Brady, good luck with that. I just yeah. don't. I don't. I'm never going to bet against that because I've seen too many times when that. Yeah, you know, twenty-eight to three lead ain't safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what? like I don't. I just don't trust that. You know. No. I took I took defense though. I, give me the lead. You did. Just give me the lead. Yep. Right. I don't I don't like it. I said it. That's what I said. Like there are no fingernails. You, you know you will you will you will be nervous as hell. But no. Just, the one thing you might be confident in is when the game turns into that. We've seen Dak uh-huh. move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. Now we've also seen interceptions and stuff before the half. Yeah. And things like that. But I would be comfortable with Dak playing in that type of a setting where it's like, I got to move the ball. I don't have time to think. I just keep throwing the ball. 
yeah. you know, and it works out. The other guy, you just know mm-hmm. when you're on that sideline and it's all right, well, you know, field goal's good and you know, the score, and then you're like, okay, he's got a minute forty, one timeout. And all he needs is a field goal. And you see that look on his face. They always show him on the sideline, that look on his face like, oh, yeah, I got him. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's like the Remember, remember the, the first time, they, they, you know, the two years ago? What did he do? He kept throwing the ball out of bounds on purpose yeah. just to keep eating the clock up till you had nothing left. All right. That's the kind of – that's how he manipulates things. Yeah. That's, that's the problem you have when you play him and Rodgers and guys like that. They're thinking way – Manning, that – 51 to 48 yeah. game that they had in doubt. Yeah. These these quarterbacks are thinking, okay, I'm going to milk this clock. And he just kept throwing it out of bounds, you know, just to get time off the clock. And then all of a sudden, you're just now you're kicking a field goal and you're going home unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to play these guys, even if as old as that guy is, because yeah. they got playmakers on the outside and they yeah. could throw the ball to Fournette on a screen or White. And go, you know, first play, they get the ball, they throw the screen to Fournette for 18 yards, and you're like, yeah. you know, now you're, you know, <laughs> it's just tough. Really. No, I'm, I'm with you, Derek, on this one. I think I, I give me Dak. I, I'm taking Dak down. every time. I don't want him <laughs> to have the ball. Nobody wants any part time. of this dude. No, no nobody wants scenario, him. Man. He's 45 years old, and we're acting like, I mean, he's, I he's the greatest you're player ever to play. in this defense? I, I I'm just saying I trust my best player and that's what it is. And, and Mike I, is your best. And player. I don't have you're not stopping the run. You're not going. You got to stop against sweep. Philadelphia. You're not going to go on a sweep. You're not going to you know it's not going to it's going to be Diggs covering their best guy. Micah Parsons rushing and, and I'll just take my chances. I mean and if they score I'll the take my side? chances. They miss the, the extra point. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Xavier Rhodes still... is playing the game of <laughs> his life. It's going to be Joseph. Joseph. I don't know. Is Joseph. he even active? Huh? No, he plays, yeah. You think? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Rhodes has got to be active for somebody. Let me throw this question at you guys. Typically, <laughs> successful playoff teams will do something a little different in the playoffs. You'll see something different about them. What's more likely to happen this weekend? Turpin is used on offense. Ooh. Gallup is used more downfield on some big plays. Or T.Y. has a phenomenal game, has the game of his life, and they use him a ton. What's more likely to happen? T.Y.? Yeah, I, I think any any play that they had for Turpin, I mean, after the ball hit him in the face, like I, I don't know. If they're <laughs> they're gonna, like, yeah, scrap that one. I don't know. If they're gonna... But even then, like, has there been a successful play where Turpin has been on offense? Yeah, couple, couple. I mean, but very, the option very play they ran against Tampa in Week One, where uh-huh. Dak got a first down, he faked the option run, and it, it moved White the linebacker, and he went up inside for a first down. He that was the team in average per rush. Yeah, five point six. <laughs> That's it. Is, <laughs> With two Are carries. you being serious? Yeah. 5.6? Mm-hmm. That leaves the team? He gets the corner on those Jets. I mean, Pollard's like 5'3". I mean, that's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, I'm saying I would have thought there were some other guys. Like, I would think CD, for example. He's had those runs where he's, you know. I think so. I would think his average would be a little bit higher. No, I think, but, Turp, I, think I saw it. Okay. okay, I'm going to say something different here. We've, right. we've thrown a lot of dirt on Gallup. Yeah. A lot of dirt. I'm saying they're going to go vertical game with him. I think you're going to. this is going to be one of those games where – you're going to finally see a smile inside that helmet, you know, with the ball going down the field and him catching the ball. I, I, I don't think they're going to use Turpin. If they use Turpin, it will be in some kind of. We haven't seen the fake anything yet, or the throwback. You know, I mean, Bones has got something that's going to television games like this. You, the, the coordinators always have something. They're going to gallop. This is the time for Michael Gallup to bury everything that everybody said negatively about him this year. In this game, that's if they if they're going to do something, 
it's going to be a downfield shot. Couple of them, I'm going to say. Do you expect um, that if Biotis starts, do you expect McGovern to be the left guard? Yeah, I do. I expect everybody to go back to their spots. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. I just need that right expect. tackle to. Show Why are you up? saying it like well, something because, different? You, say, you think something different? Are you implying something? Right. No, I'm not implying Implier. it. But, but, no, but, yeah. but um, Tyler Smith said in the locker room yesterday that he he doesn't know where he's going to play. And I don't know if he's just being coy as a rookie. I don't know if he's doing that. But he's like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing guard or tackle. Is that because they don't know about Biotis yet? Like they don't know for sure if he's going to be playing, Maybe. Right? I mean, I, I just I don't know. I don't know what the, what the setup is going to be because— I look at it like this. The fact that he was full yesterday, full practice, I would say that they're probably going to, and just talking to folks, they're getting him ready to play. If Tyler stays at guard, that means that Peters is still at left tackle. That... I don't know how that could be the scenario that they think is the best option for this offensive line. No, probably not. I just I'm just not sure what what they're going to do. And and when you say different packages, it makes me think, what if what if there's something for McGovern as a as a lead blocker? You know, what yeah. if something like mm. that. If you if oh, you I get in a situation yeah. where you where you're trying to get short yardage, yeah. goal line, maybe that happens. But I think on other plays, he should be in there. Guard, yeah, I think right? it should be Biotis and McGovern. Yeah, and, and um, McGovern has played a lot against this, the Bucks because even yeah. last year when Mark played opening play, day two years ago, yeah. yeah. So he's played some, and I, I don't think you're going to have that that you know scared to do anything in the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be they've got to be able to move the ball some way in the middle. You know. Let me throw this one other question to you. It's kind of on the same vein as the as the last question, but before we go to break, um, we somebody mentioned a little earlier in the show that you just need that one play, you need that one game yeah. from from this vet. They got a lot of guys like that that are a little long in the tooth, and if you're going to need a game, this might be the game. Which one is more likely to have that kind of game of these guys? Tyron Smith, T.Y. Hilton, Xavier Rhodes, or Anthony Barr? I would put Anthony Barr fourth on that list, unless the ball's going right at him. Yeah, I would say that probably, from what I've seen so far from Tyron Smith, I would probably put him second on that list. Xavier Rhodes third, T.Y. Hilton first. I like that. I, that's I'm sorry that. I jumped around all over the place. No, we got you. You said T.Y. Tyron. Um, Xavier and Anthony Barr. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. Anthony, I think the thing I with endorse. Anthony Barr that having Van Der Esch back really helps Clark, in my opinion, because Clark needs Clark needs him telling him, "Be ready for this. Be ready. This is that run play over here. Be ready. Be ready." And you know, you need that. We saw it last week. The first touchdown the Commanders have. If Van Der Esch is there, he is not going to let Terry McLaurin run across the field yeah. untouched. Clark did. Van Rush is going to step up and smash a crosser on that play. That play is not going to happen with him standing there. You know who who I think is another X factor. I don't know how about how old he is, but he's a veteran. Is Brian Anger's got to do? Mm. do a well, I'm glad job. you said that. He's got to do a good job because yeah. and, and it's not just him. Overton, let's not let's be clear about this one. Yeah, the miss extra point was on was him. Him. Yeah. The the block the, punt. The block, but but the also when he's dropped the snap. Yeah. I mean, the drop snap, he should have caught it, but it was but, wide. I mean, he's yeah. having to move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, you know, that's when your eyes start coming off the ball because if they are rushing yeah. from the right and from his right side, now he's kind of thinking about that because now you're you're kicking right into the teeth of it. So the ball need to be where it yeah. needs to be. So Overton, but really anger. 
if you can pin them back and play some field position with them, and, and I mean, Tom Brady can drive 99. I mean, I'm sure he can. But put some pressure on him having to stand in the end zone. It's a little bit different. You check down a lot quicker. You can get off the field. Anger and, and the special teams, I think, is going to be big. I'd like to see it where Dallas can find ways to make them have to run the football or try to run. I mean, make them it, make them prove to you that they, you know they haven't run it all year. They ran it on you mm-hmm. in week one, but since then it's been, you know, White has been better than Fournette when you watch. But I mean, that's to me. If you pin them back, at least they're going to have to use some plays to try and maybe create some distance there. For I you. think Hankins is the big. You asked it the other day, yeah. which guy coming back? To me, it's Hankins more than Biotish. That's close, but mm. in Vanderbilt. But I like. I think Hankins. I think that's a that's an element we haven't seen against the Buccaneers, and I think that it'll be it'll be a little bit different there within there. They're banged up at center too. Yep. I mean, let like that, that big man eat inside yeah. Yeah. with Vanderbilt behind him. Yep. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to ask a simple yet very complex question: <laughs> Have you lost faith in Dak? We'll do that when we come right back. Oh, DallasCowboys.com. Hey, thanks for giving us a warning. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Yes, sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. 
Come out to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wild card watch party on Monday, January 16th. Cheer on the boys alongside Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders Rowdy while enjoying lawn games, food truck, music, and more. Gates open 530, kickoff 715. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2022 playoffs. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I led off with this uh, as we were heading into the break. It is a question that I think has been asked around every show, uh, national and local this week. Uh, and Chuck Negron asks it on Twitter. Have you guys lost faith in Dak? I haven't lost faith, but there's a side of me that when I kind of looked at the coaches would be evaluated in 2022. And then you would evaluate Dak in 2023. And then by 2024, you needed to figure out if you needed to use a draft pick on a quarterback and, or was you, were you going to extend this guy. The thing that bothers me the most is just the – it's just – it's the decision-making. It's, it's, it's not the trying. It's – or not the – you know, it's not the – it's just sometimes you make those throws and you're like, you, as a quarterback, you can't. You just can't. So I lost faith in his decision-making. That's where I've – sometimes the decisions are brilliant, and you're, you're just like, wow, what a great play. And other times you're like, you can't throw that ball. You can't throw that ball. And I, and I, I don't think you – I don't know if you could get that out of him. I really, really don't because he's always – I've said this before. He's always going to live to – he's always going to live to fight to, to keep the play going. You know, that's his belief. That's the way he's played. That's the way he leads his life. You know, he's never told he could pass. He, you know, his college coaches, they didn't think he practiced well. He didn't throw the ball well. I mean, he's developed along the way, but what he hasn't developed is the decision making. And I think that's the thing that I've lost faith in. I, I haven't like lost more faith in him. I mean, I, I've, you know, I've always been somewhat critical of him um, at times, but as just standing in the pocket and throwing. It's not his thing. It's not his game. He gets confused with coverages and stuff like that. He's got to go be a football player that plays quarterback, not a quarterback playing football. If he's a football player and he's running around and he does a little G-O-M-B every now and again, and say, get off me, yeah. go make some plays. Yeah. That guy's got to win the game. That guy that's flipping over Seattle to go get, to get those extra yards to win his playoff game, that's the guy. Be fearless. And go out there and play. I don't. I don't have. I haven't lost faith in that. They've got to put him in the right situations. But I think he can go win games in the playoffs. I believe that still. Yeah, I think so too. Um, he can. He can win games for you. Again, he just does. He does need the supporting cast. He does need the O-line to be working. He does need the running game to be working. He does need those receivers that can catch passes. So, it's. It, it's a tough one because where were you rating Dak to begin with? With And it's one of those like, okay, it is what it is. It's, you can't keep thinking that he's going to become that Aaron Rodgers, that Tom Brady, that Mahomes. He, he is what it is. And if that's the quarterback you decide to have, then you got to make sure you give him the support that he needs. You got to make sure you position him in the right uh, position. Like, Call the right place for him. Try to cater to him. Have the tight ends working for him because he seems to be really, really good with the tight ends. So it's 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 just a tough one. But at the end of the day, I do think that 
he can be the type of quarterback that can win games for the you. Fact he that, has the right mentality. Yeah, the fact that we're all kind of – I mean, I, I think Nick was far more positive than I know I was about it. But I, the thing about it, we're all struggling with that right now. We're all struggling with, you know, we, you want to believe – you want to believe. Well, because, and the thing is, there's so much to love yeah, from him, that, about there, him. There's no question. And But there's, I don't want this to be one of those games where it ends up and, and then all of a sudden the turnovers are the factor in the game. And he has to stand up there and Nick for the eighth straight week <laughs> ask him, the turnovers, can you, Dad, can you address what happened with, you know. And then he has to, you know, I've got to be better. Mm-hmm. I've got to be better. You know, and we're all, we're all kind of like we're losing faith on i got to be better. You know, that's where I, 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 Amber's right. You want to just love the player because of where his background and what he's, where he's come from and what he's overcome and all that. You want to. You want to love the player. You want to love the the player. And the reason why you're in the playoffs back to back is because the guy, you know, if, if he, if he had half the interceptions, if he had half, we'd be talking about what a great year Dak Prescott had. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you believe in analytics and numbers and all that, the numbers will overwhelm you. But the one number that really overwhelms you are the turnovers, you know, and a lot of that has to do with there's just, there's balls that bounce off people, the volleyball players we have sometimes, but there's a lot of it has decisions, you know. I mean, that throw against the Commanders last week on the outside was one of the worst throws. You can't make that throw, mm-hmm. and that's that's the that's the thing that we all struggle with. I think watching him play. Got one more question well, for you. Oh, go ahead. I go ahead. was gonna say, I also think. There's some blame to be put on like Kellen Moore and the coaching because, and I'm not saying you can't go through a whole season playing like you, how you were playing with Cooper Rush. At some point, you got to be aggressive and you got to go for it. But at the same time, how come, again, it's a bad comparison, but you were playing such a more, more, much efficient game. Efficient, yeah. More cleaner game, yeah. being more okay, quote unquote, conservative. But it was kind of working. You were moving the chains and doing. Uh, again, I just forgot for a moment. A lot of it had to be because of the defense and what they were doing for right. you at the same time. So right. that's the only reason it but worked. But that's to your point. You need people around him, not only the offensive players, yeah. but the defensive players. Where you know, I mean, that you got to have that kind of help. But yeah. just, just there's a. Some type of game that you can construct that it works better for a guy like Dak that is more aggressive than what you got with Cooper Rush, but also kind of keep it tighter and cleaner for you. Yep. All right, one more question before we take our get our predictions for the game. Andre Britton uh, says, "Who outside of Dak do you think needs to play with the as the best version of themselves for the Cowboys to be successful this weekend?" Oh well, the best version of themselves would be Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, if he could be the be- best yeah. version of himself. I think that would be I'd be great. I mean, because the best version for him, like like ever, or or like this season. No, I'm saying like if you're gonna get one guy that's gonna have Zeke, give that me, game. Give me Zeke. Who is that guy? Give me Zeke because not only is he running the ball, he's being efficient and he's being physical, but he's taking it to their ass. That's what he's doing, and he's eating. He's eating every day, every play. He's going looking right at that ship, and he's eating, and he keeps doing that. Yeah, give me that guy. I'll give, take Zeke. give me Hall of Fame Tyron Smith. Okay, like you know that on that too. right side because I know that <laughs> right. Be guard, good answer, I know sir. I know that right guard will do his job against Vita Vea the best he can, but he's going to need seventy-seven to slam that guy in those that number fifty in the ribs a couple of times and get him over to move him, and then he can go. go. Give me Hall of Fame 77 at right tackle. Well, let's take it to defense. Give me Micah Parsons and be the best version of himself. 
last couple of games, there are times that you can see he's kind of off his game, like not playing at the intensity that he usually plays in and sometimes kind of feeling a little lost at times. So typically when you got a game where Micah Parsons is just killing it, you tend to well, win that game. Not only that, but I'll say this, and I agree with you, Amber. I would have said Michael Parsons, but one thing that, that we haven't seen as much here down the stretch is earlier in the season, there'd be times in games when you most need a big defensive yeah. play, and he just showed up. Yeah, That's what they need this week. They need If you're going to get to that scenario where it's that final mm-hmm. drive and, and you got to make a stop, I need Michael Parsons to be Michael Parsons. I mean, the Michael Parsons is so disruptive that every play, like Tom is as he's getting up off the ground, he's slamming the ball. He's looking at his left tackle like, what are you doing? That's a possibility with Donovan Smith playing over there. They need Michael Parsons to be Michael Parsons this weekend. And I think if he can do that, I think this is a this might be a, a blowout type game if Michael Parsons can be a, a Michael Parsons yeah, that we you know. know. Under the radar players like that, you know, you want everyone to play their best game. And and the obvious answer, like when you Dak. ask him, Dak, I mean, because <laughs> and that's why I said yeah. other than Dak, yeah. Yeah. yeah, other than Dak. But you know, how about a guy like Leighton Van Der Esch? Yeah, we've mm-hmm. seen his best games. Yeah, his best games have been you know three or four years ago. But if he can come back and play well, to that level, how about Minnesota Viking Xavier Rhodes? Okay, whenever we'll take that. When, you know, whenever <laughs> he was whatever game that Xavier Rhodes played we'll that all he pro was, season where yeah, he was yeah. a menace. Take bar with you, then, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I know, I know that one guy's going to have to play. Yeah, I'll tell you a, a story on the locker room about um, Xavier Rhodes um, from yesterday. I thought was interesting. So you know, first first week here, first couple days, he's talking to the media, you know, and had long conversation and it was good and then he kind of sees that J. Ron Curse everyone's gathering around J. Ron Curse making an announcement that he used the 2022 season good guy award and that's that's something given from the media to the players guys well that deserved are, great interview that are not only accessible but gives well thought answers is is you know accountable um and and not afraid to say some things and so he was getting that award and all that. Well, here comes Xavier Rhodes, who knew him from a couple of years ago at Minnesota, yeah. and he comes in and he breaks the whole thing up, and he says, wait, is he winning an award? Yeah. Just takes his water bottle and just dumps it all on his <laughs> head, all on his phone, all on the next guy next to him, his clothes and yeah. phone, and all over Clarence Hill, which was funny. And so all of that. <laughs> Clarence so, was looking the other way. Yeah, Clarence wasn't even attention to the water. Like, yeah, he's got the microphone. Like, no, yeah, Clarence made the announcement, so he was actually oh, doing okay. that. He's paying but, attention. Yeah, for that one. But uh, <laughs> but not on Media Mash or anything like that. <laughs> but it's just funny how he's he's been here like six hours, and he's already like dumping water on people. So what, whatever. I mean, ho- hopefully. He's comfortable. He's back to his his uh you know, he's feeling good about playing and all that. So yeah, it'll be fun to see him. All right, it is time. Predictions. Let me say real quick, and usually I wait till last, but it's kinda hard. Nick, you saw me this morning, you walked in, and it's like it's kinda hard for you not to oh, pick you're Cowboys. Cowboys. So let's just say, okay, my pick Cowboys. <laughs> I actually think the Cowboys win this weekend. Now let's get to the other predictions. Nick, let's start with you. <sighs> um I, I have a hard time Flip with this. Flopper. No, I, yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> with this. Flop. I've never seen them win a game on the in the road. I've never yeah. seen them beat um, in the playoffs, and I've never seen them beat Tom Brady, and I've never seen all these things. And I'm letting all of that. I'm letting Quincy Carter's struggles and and Romo's struggles and all of them. Wade Phillips, Garrett, all of that affect me here, and and that's not really the catch. fair to them. The catch, all yeah. of these things, yeah. um, it's not their burden. What what it is is this is a better football team than the Bucks have shown this year. They've been better. We've seen them play great. 
We've seen them play bad, but we've seen them play great a little bit more. I'm going to go with Dallas to win this game. 29-20, to I'm not making it a one-possession game because I don't think that's good for the Cowboys. So to win it, they're going to have to be on them all game and, and, and hold on for dear life. Amber. Well, um, you know, I've always had this battle of, like, my heart and my logic, (laughs) what my head says, but I'm going to go with my heart. I just, even though I can see every single possible scenario happening this weekend, I still think that they typically come back better after a loss. They bounce back, and they're focused and they're going to go out there and some magic tends to happen at different times when you get into the playoffs you never you can expect the unexpected at times so i think that they're going to bring it and they're going to end up winning 23-21 that's what i had in my head um, a closer game is going to be one of those where we're just kind of sweating but yeah dallas wins amber's going to get her wish uh michael parsons is going to go after donovan smith in this game that's what that's where this game can hinge very well knocking brady down the grass stain game that's all i talk about all the time dallas 27 tampa bay 23 all right, guys, that is a wrap. We will not be on the air Monday because uh, a lot of us will be in Tampa getting ready for Cowboys versus I'll be Bucks. on air. You can listen to 105.3 The Fan. Absolutely, you yeah, can listen to 105.3 The Fan. Two to seven, yeah. yeah. By yeah the way, it's a good show. Thank so, you. Appreciate uh, that. Check that, that out. Uh, you also got a pregame show. What time we do? Pre-game yeah. show? Sorry. Four o'clock, yeah. Okay, four so, o'clock. Yeah. All right, so Long you guys day. check that out. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully, we will be talking about a continuation of the playoffs. Uh, That would be very exciting. Either way, we will be back on Tuesday. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys and break it all down for you. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?